RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Welcome to the Valor Hour. We are to episode number 70 tonight. Episode 70, it's uh, it's a lot of episodes and uh, we're at it again here as we are recording a day early. Uh, we've got July 4th coming up tomorrow, so it's Tuesday night here at the Valor Hour. Tim Lloyd, joined as always by my co-host Ed Cap. Ed, how's it going? Doing great, guys. Happy Independence Day, early Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. Up in, uh, Ed's Canadian, so there it's just another day to them, I guess. <laughs> we got uh, Alan Poole in the house, too. Alan, what's happening? What's up, America? Yes, and uh, of course, Marky Four Fingers. What's up, Mark? What's up, gentlemen? How y'all doing? Doing well, doing well. Excited for a, uh, we've got a, a pretty big fight weekend with uh, two big UFC. It's International Fight Week. We've got the uh, Tough 27 finale this weekend on Friday. I'm excited to see uh, our boy Luis Pena shine out there. And then uh, then the big UFC pay-per-view, uh, 226, I think it is. Uh, that is Saturday night with a couple of big title fights. So uh, excited for uh, a, a cool weekend of uh, UFC action, man. Uh, we've got a, a good list of guests today. We've got uh, four interviews that we'll be queuing up here a little bit later, uh, all uh, having to do with a big Valor Fights 51 card that is coming up on Saturday, July the 21st in Johnson City, Tennessee. We'll be talking a lot more about that. We'll be talking to the Asian Persuasion, Jason King. One half of the main event, Aaron Bush, he'll be challenging for the heavyweight strap against Chandler Cole. We also got Christina Ricker that will be joining us and, of course, the ever-polarizing Cole Farrell. So uh, a good list of guests tonight. But before we jump into that, uh, as always, each week we invite our listeners to um, submit some conversation topics for um, our panel to discuss. And this week is no different so i will kick it over to you ed for uh for these festivities awesome this week all questions coming our way via facebook let's start it off uh who do you guys have in the main event of ufc 226 this weekend the heavyweight champ stipe sorry miocic or the light heavyweight champ daniel cormier uh tim who you got man i think it's going to be a good one i i think that there will be some moments of trepidation potentially uh where you know dc could get you know rocked early maybe but i think he weathers the storm and comes back and gets it i'm going to go with dc but not without uh my share of concern (laughs) alan who are you going with okay i'm totally going against boss man here on this one i totally totally disagree now i mean cordially disagree of course um (laughs) I think I think Stipe. I think Stipe is going to smash his fucking head in, and it will not go two rounds. Could happen. But but you know what? Cormier might win too, just in case. Yeah. Cover your both bases. Mark, are you watching? Oh, of course, man. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I've ran this in my head a bunch of times, man. And I, I can't see Stipe losing this fight. However, I can see Cormier getting his ass kicked. I, <laughs> I gotta go with Stipe on this. I, I mean, I've seen John Jones beat Cormier's ass. I, I'm a giant fan of both these guys, but yeah. ultimately, I can see it and I can visualize it in my head of him getting his ass kicked by Stipe. But I gotta go with Stipe. What about you, 
you know, I'm not even sure. I, I, I'm going to go with the bigger guy, though. I think Stipe, probably the safer bet. He's like a whole front. He, he is a lot bigger. Yeah, for sure. He's a lobster, dude. I got a fucking that lobster. Last, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah, he is. He's a hoss. Yeah. Uh, kind of a continuation of that first question. Which two Valor Fights champs would you like to see face off? I guess that's past, present. Uh, oh, I wait, guess so. Wait, wait, uh, well, you know, you know, we haven't been around long enough to have really had just a whole line, a lineage, if you will, of professional champions. Honestly, I think that uh, you know, a couple guys that held the 135 strap that would have been a great fight. Then uh, Ronnie Lawrence and Dylan Calla, I think that would have been really good. Um, if you could dig into the amateurs, maybe that would be, uh, you know, that would provide some some pretty cool matchups, like a like a an old school uh, 135 champion in a uh, uh, Chris Ocon, for for example, versus our current 135 champion Chase Boutwell. So so there's there's a few matches like that that would be cool. <laughs> Alan, is there any is there anything uh, stick out in your mind for that? Yeah, man, I'm still holding out for the super. I'm calling it a super fight because it's two different weight classes: Lindsey Jones and Sid Wheeler. Even though they could kind of be in the same weight class, I'm still pushing that one. I'm not a promoter, but I'm still talking shit about it until it happens. Those, those two need to fight. Mark, who would you have in that fight? Oh man, my dream fight is probably Primetime Townsend versus Sid Wheeler. You know, fucking bare knuckle, uh, just broken glass, covered gloves, the whole shit. Yeah. Blood force off. Strippers. Would you be enjoying that as a fan, Mark, or would you be uh, would you be tending to the cuts as well? Oh, I'll tend to cuts. That's what I do, baby. <laughs> Liddell or three, or Liddell Ortiz three will be going down sometime this year. It was announced this week. Uh, Tim, what's your immediate reaction to that news? Uh, Laurie, ambulances. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of it, it, it's one of indifference, you know. It's a it's a novelty, but I don't. It's not. It, does, it certainly doesn't really excite me. Mark, would you pay for Liddell Ortiz three? God, I hope not. If I do something that went terribly wrong, man, it's, um, I don't know. My my knee jerk reaction to it is Jesus. We need more ambulances here, but you know, I mean, they've got to be. Checks with him a couple times. It's a great rivalry. It's great for Bellator. Ultimately, unless one of them dies in there, like happened with Dada and Kimbo. But you know, I'm indifferent about it. I think Chuck probably gets tooled up a little bit by Tito's wrestling. Alan, do you have uh, any more interest in this fight than the other two guys here? Any other ones is what you're saying? Do you have any, do you have any interest in a Tito versus Chuck? Oh, oh, oh sorry, have, sorry, 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 sorry. Any interest? Any more interest in Mark? Oh, man, I'm gonna watch it. I'm not gonna lie, but that's just because I, 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 I I'm the type of person that could watch it. If you said, "Hey, these two cars are about to crash," I'd stop and watch. So <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how I see this. Like, except slower, like slow cars, fifteen miles an hour going at each other. And then kind of pinking each other, and one of them's gonna tap immediately. That's what I. <laughs> I can't. I just don't. I, dinosaurs aren't allowed to fight anymore. That's <laughs> how old are they? <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. I don't. I don't. I'm not hating on it. I just don't really care. I'm kind of hating on it. <laughs> not intentionally, but come on. Well, let them get their paycheck. All right. That's that's me not hating. 
That's the most important thing. Tim, what's the most unconventional method of attack you've seen in the Valor Fights cage? Oh, wow. Uh, hmm. This makes me wish I'd read the questions. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, I honestly, I'm drawing a blank here. The most unconventional method of attack. I mean, you know what? I'm going to probably, this is not going to be the most sexy answer, but I don't necessarily have a better one. You know, uh, the Nick Gertz versus Rob Covington in Pigeon Forge yep. about three or four years ago saw Nick flop to his butt and, you know, butt scoot and it and it worked. And they gave him the, it gave him they gave him the decision. So that was certainly unconventional. But I can't I mean, I know this is kind of in reference to the whole John Ivey fake heart attack uh, thing. Uh, I don't have anything that can come near that. Uh, Mark, are, are you drawing well, a blank as well? No, man, I don't draw blanks. Um, <laughs> that that guard spot is a perfect example, though. I mean, Tim hit it right on the head. I mean, I've never really seen a, a good-looking man scoot around his ass for 15 minutes before that night, but shit, it was uh, it was entertaining, and obviously sold the judges on it, too. It was, it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in an amateur or professional fight, really. But I always feel like these guys that go for leg locks that just leave their faces completely exposed, you got to have a different level of balls for that, man. I mean, you're going to eat some bunches in the face, and you're just going to sit there and keep holding that that hold until either you go to sleep or the guy taps. But, man, I've seen guys get beat half to fucking death like that. Uh, Alan, were you there that night when, when Nick Gertz fought that uh, punch? No, that uh, yeah, that was just before me. I mean, I am a big Nick Gertz fan, but, no, I didn't. I didn't get to see that one. If you're a judge, are you awarding him the decision for that? It was, whew, uh, they didn't like it. I know that they, uh, I'll have to show out on that fight for him to make a proper decision. In fact, I'd like to watch it again myself. I know that it, 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 it they, the other guys didn't like it at all. Uh, it was, it was, it was a weird fight. <laughs> well, that's all I got for you guys. All right. Well, that's uh, that does it for our Q and A seg- uh, segment. Then, uh, as always, you got any uh, topics that you want us to cover here with the panel? Make sure you shoot Ed a message via uh, any of the Valor social uh, media accounts, be it Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and he'll pick uh, four or five out each week, and we will cover them to the best of our ability. So, uh, be sure and chime in if you've got something you want us to cover, and uh, we'll be back to that again next week. But for now, let's uh, turn to our interview segment. All right, on the line, we have undefeated professional mixed martial artist Cole Farrell. He's getting ready to come back to the Valor Cage July the 21st, just under three weeks now. He'll be taking on his stiffest test to date in uh, Smoking Joe Peg. Really excited for that fight. That is going to be an all-action fight if you know anything about these guys. Cole, one of the most polar, I always I use this word to describe Cole a lot, but it's uh, polarizing, man. Cole, how's it going? Man, life is good. I'm ready to uh, kick some ass, man, get some cash, and and keep racking up some W's for you guys in Tennessee at Valor Fight. That's like my home. And, uh, yeah, man, life is good, just grinding every day. So we appreciate you taking a few minutes. It's always a, a good time having you on, man. You've got, uh, like I said, you got one coming up with Joe Pegg here in just a few weeks now. Uh, you know, Joe is going to be a step up yet again. You, you're coming off a fight in the Midwest that you won uh, your first professional championship. Before we before we get into the one that's coming up, I don't think we've spoken to you since that. So let's get everybody, uh, all our fans caught up to uh, what's been going on with Cole since the last time we saw him up here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, so last time you guys saw me, it was in good old Chattanooga, Tennessee. October. It was on October 21st when I uh, fought Latrell. It was supposed to be at 45, was at 55. So basically what happened is I'm sure everyone listening in on this podcast on the line right now knows I caught even more heat for just dismantling Latrell, just like I knew I would. I had to do it that way. So, uh, it really did bother me. I didn't let a lot of people know this, but I just got tired of it. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I know what I can do. Um, I'll be a guy with a good record the same way. I'll beat a guy with a bad one. I give zero fucks on who it is. Um, they're just another opponent that's in my way of what I want to get done in this sport. So I uh, reached out to a promoter in Kansas who hit me up a few months prior and, and I was busy. So I reached out and said, Hey man, uh, any cards coming up? He said, I got one April 28th. Now keep in mind, this is like late January. So I had like two and a half, three months to prepare for this. And he got back with me a few days later and said, what do you think about Danny Aguirre? Long story short, look the guy up and it's the fucking promoters student. The promoter owns a gym. So I'm like, Oh, these motherfuckers, they are really bringing me in to fucking lose. Like the promoters student, you know, I'm four and oh, he's four and two. So yeah. Okay. I see where this is going. I love this. This is like my first time actually being an underdog in, in, in some sort of way. So, Basically, I grabbed Larry Green, one of our uh, X3 uh, teammates. He's a super heavyweight. He flew with me to Kansas. We flew across the land. We uh, kicked some ass. Uh, we did it just like, you know, we said we would. Um, I finished him in like 90 seconds with a rear naked choke. Um, made all of the haters look really fucking dumb. And like 80% of them have like went under their bed and just shut up. And then there's like 20% of them still talking shit. I don't know what else I have to do. I'm just going to keep beating, you know, quality comp and they can keep talking, but I'm just going to keep winning. I treat this career like a business. I'm building the brand. I'm getting this money. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to July 21st, man. Going 5-0 and and getting that title was great and all. But there's not shit in Kansas, man. Tennessee's my home, so I'm ready to come back. Hey, 80-20 split, that's not bad. That's not. That's like a good copay. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. You know what? I'll work with it because I got to have some of those people to keep that uh, flame under my ass. <laughs> you and me, you and me both, brother. You and me both. We got exactly. Alan Poole here tonight. Of course, you're familiar with Alan. Takes lots of good shots. My man. I love Alan Poole. Man, I love you too, man. I was about to say, you see, he's, you know, he, of course you are a polarizing character, but I'm on that side of, of I, I love you, dude. <laughs> I love me some Cole Farrell, man. I like the circus that you bring. I like the energy that you bring. I like that you talk shit. I like that you back it up. And then I like that you talk more shit. So, yeah, yeah but uh, man. I, I just I'm looking really looking forward to having you come over. I don't even know what to say other than I'm just excited, man. Just get get your butt up back in Tennessee. I can't wait to see you fight, man. Okay, when I can't. Yeah, I can't either, Alan. Um, I can't wait for you to get some good shots as I uh, do what I have to do to good old smoking Joe. Um, <laughs> Joe Joe just doesn't know that I got the 
biggest arms and the best charm and I'm going to go ring his alarm one good time. And uh, he's a nice guy. You know, I have fought a lot of guys throughout my amateur and pro career, and I've never liked someone as much as I do Joe. So it's a little bit harder to talk shit, but I'm going to tell you right here and and now I'm going to finish Joe in the first round, and then I'm going to put a blanket over him and send him to to retirement because he's a good guy. He's he's had a good career. And if someone needs to do that, it needs to be a good old Southern gentleman like myself to whoop that ass real quick and send him on packing back to Ohio because Joe Pegg, um, if you're hearing this, buddy, I got to let you know something. It's all love, but when my song comes on, I'm bringing electricity. I'm bringing something that no other fighter in the world is bringing right now in my own unique way. I'm bringing destruction. I'm bringing a path of it straight to you. And uh, it's going to be a bad night for you, buddy. Love you to death, but business is business, and I have to handle it. We got Ed Cap on the line as well. Ed, what you got for Cole? Hey, Cole. Uh, I like Alan, uh, a big fan of you. I, I have a question. What does a victory over Joe on July 21st prove to fans of mixed martial arts? And more importantly, do you care what it proves to fans of mixed martial arts? Really good question, Ed. How you doing, by the way, man? I'm I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, man, it's awesome. Uh, to answer the question, um, that, that's a really good one, by the way. So there's a certain uh, group of people in particular that, you know, I do want to prove something with this victory. And, and, and what I want to prove is that uh, it doesn't really matter how many wins the guy has or how many losses the guy has. I acknowledge the fact that I'm a different animal and I believe that. So every guy's the same to me. I want to show people that I want to dominate this guy more brutal than Sergio Pettis did. And Sergio, you know, clipped him good. I mean, he really put it on him, but uh, it took him a while to do it. And everyone knows I handle business like in very quick fashion. So part of it, Ed, I really get, don't give a fuck. Like some people, like they're so irrelevant to me and they're such a joke. I don't even care like what they think about the win. And I'm not going to say the fight. I'm going to say the win because it's going to be a win. And yeah, some people I don't give a fuck. And some people it's like, you know what? I want these people to notice in a positive way. Or I want these people to shut the fuck up, you know? And then these people I don't even care about because they're really irrelevant. So, man, I'm just ready to compete, man. I'm ready to uh, do what I do best. So I think the win is going to prove that uh, it doesn't matter the opponent. You know, I'm a quick finisher. There's no one else like me, and I'm ready to show it. Mark Laws, what you got? Mark, the cut man. The one and only. What's up, bro? Glad to have you back, baby. Yeah, man, it's good to be back. Absolutely. You know, me and you deal with uh, haters the same way. We just keep showing up and doing the best fucking job every time so they can't say shit, man. It's the best way every time. You just fucking hit the nail on the head, brother. I mean, that's all I can do because I'm yep. going to have them regard. I'm going to have them regardless. And I finally, I finally reached that conclusion. Like, you know what? They're going to be there no matter what the fuck I do. I just have to keep performing and winning fights. And they're good. They're going to do it regardless, man. But 
Yeah, I can't wait, man. I just, I can't believe we're two and, and weeks and some change away. I mean, I got the chills right now just thinking about it, man. I, I, I can just feel it, man. I can put myself at the venue right now and just feel that feeling because everyone knows this is what I was made for, man. So I'm pumped. We're all so excited as well, man. I'm going to let you have the time to give uh, some shout-outs where they're due. Any sponsors, teammates you want to show some love, uh, go for it. All right. My Instagram. My Instagram is popping right now. Um, yeah. some, issues going, some issues going on with it. Nothing too crazy, but it's Cole Feral MMA. It's all in one. C-O-L-E-F-E-R-R-E-L-L-M-M-A. I'm, I'm going to be at 10,000 followers soon. Facebook, same thing, Cole Farrell MMA. Twitter, same thing, Cole Farrell MMA. Um, Snapchat, Q Cole F. And um, shout out to X3 Sports. As everyone knows, X3 Sports is fucking taking bodies, like in all promotions throughout the Southeast. So, like, Shout out to all my teammates that just keep helping me improve on a daily basis. My coaches, um, shout out to my family. Shout out to God. I always give the glory to him. I know I cuss like a sailor and talk a lot of shit, but no one's perfect. And, uh, Hey, I do what I do. And last but not least, all of my haters. I know that I'm the guy that your girlfriends and your wives want. And that kills you. But you just have to sit back and keep enjoying the show because I'm bringing it to you in full effect, baby. July 21st, Johnson. Preach it, Undefeated professional no. fighter, Cole Farrell, looks to go to 6-0. and Coming up at Valor Fights 51, July 21st, Johnson City, Tennessee. Be sure to get your tickets or you can catch it on Flow Combat as well. Cole we appreciate you so much for the time. Oh, thank you guys. Much love to all of you guys. Ed, Mark, Alan, Tim, you guys be easy. And I look forward to seeing you guys in a few weeks. Up next on the line, we have female mixed martial arts star in East Tennessee, Christina Roadhouse Ricker. She'll be taking on Julia Moore in their first, for both ladies, it'll be their first ever really tie fight. It's going to be coming up here in just over two weeks at Battle Fights 51, Johnson City, Tennessee. Christina, how you doing, man? Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Oh, yeah. I love chatting with you guys. So we've got a, we've got a, a big one coming up here. This will be – I know you're getting really close to, to, to making that move to, uh, to pro. You're coming off a win. Uh, in your main event fight that you had at uh, Valor 49, where you took on uh, a tough uh, Megan Poe, got the decision there. Before we jump into uh, what's coming up next, we haven't spoken to you since then, so let's kind of recap that uh, that main event win that you're coming off of. Oh, um, absolutely. It was so much fun. Megan was absolutely killer, um, just a really tough opponent. Um, it was kind of a fun fight because we had a – I don't know what the term, maybe like a looser game plan. Um, but I went in just to be reactive and kind of control the fight how I, I wanted to control it um, while still listening and um, listening in my corner. So that made it really fun and kind of a new venture on it because like sometimes I get really honed in on my game plan and I'm like focus, focus, focus. And um, if your game plan, like if there's a loophole in it, then you get really stuck. So that was a 
really fun fight for me um, just because Megan threw a lot of curveballs and I was able to react to it, um, which gave me a lot of confidence and, you know, just kind of secured in me that this is where I need to be fighting and all of those things. So it was a, it was a phenomenal fight. Um, I hope she had fun too. It was a blast. She was a really sweet and um, respectful opponent as well, which is awesome to see. Well, yeah, I know that uh, a lot of our fans are familiar with you. You've been on several of our cards. We've also gone off and, and fought on, you know, legacy and some of the top promotions around really doing your amateur career the right way, in my opinion, taking on just, you know, you've taken on some of the very best competitors in the in the nation um, as you get ready to make that pro turn. Uh, we've got something a little different coming up, though, here in a couple of weeks. And one thing kind of leading up to this, I, I want to compliment you that I thought your striking in this last one was much more tight, I guess, uh, for lack of a better word. You seem everything seemed to be more compact and just kind of put together uh, a little bit more. So I'm really interested to kind of seg that into, uh, you know, an all striking uh, fight that you've got coming up here against Julia Moore, another tough competitor who has uh, faced off with uh, your teammate Shamir Peshewa and a fight of the year candidate. Very tough, comes forward just like you do. Uh, talk a little bit about this match and uh, what it's been like prepping for a straight striking fight with, uh, you know, no submissions. It was a little hard to adjust, like, the first week, no lie. Um, so I'm like, what do you mean I can get tied in on him? Because, you know, what about a takedown? Well, there aren't any takedowns. Um, so it's definitely given me an opportunity to hone in on particular skills um, that not are ignored, but when you're trying to, like, practice the entire gamut of MMA, there's a lot to cover. Um, so this has given some, like, detailed attention on certain things that um, I've always wanted to give a little more attention to. So I was really excited about that. Um, thank you. Yes, I have been working very hard on my striking to be less sloppy and more controlled and tight and precise. Um, I really want some precise striking. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to that. Kicks too. Like I mean, we can strike, but we can also kick, which is exciting because that's um, not a background I'm super familiar with. So it's something again I could devote more time to. Um, other than just, you know, like takedown defense and grapple work and everything like that. So this has been incredibly fun just to practice very particular things and really like hone in on a skill when otherwise you have to cover kind of everything, if you know what I mean. Well, we've got a couple guest hosts on the line with us right now. A guy you're familiar with, Alan Poole with us. Alan, what you got for Christina? Okay. Hey, Chris, what's up? Hey, Alan. Hey, okay. So... I think I'm going to put some money down on whether or not Ricker and Julia are able to keep it like not going full blown MMA. <laughs> Just resist. Yes. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I can see that. Being I both, both of them. I can yeah. see both of them after round one. They'll both sit down and like, fuck it, take these off of the gloves <laughs> off. We're going at it for real. And then it'll switch over to, is that, that's not legal though, is it? No. No. Oh, well. That's not legal, but it would be pretty badass if we just gave, like, the old cowboy, like, Clint Eastwood nod, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, okay, time for MMA. Like, yeah, all right. You're both down that way, though. You know, you both had that Eastwood blood in you where you'd be like, fuck it, let's do it. So Yeah, oh, well, no, uh, I agree. I think I had a question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so have you talked about, like – since you've pretty much just dedicated yourself fully to, to MMA, I mean, ha have you been on air talking about that? I mean, it seems like, well, only a few weeks, you're just like, fuck it. I am, I'm training all damn day. 
Yeah, I guess that's something we didn't really cover. But yeah, if you want to go into that, Chris, uh, you know, it, it had since the last we've spoken to you, you have kind of like committed full time to this thing, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm still a practicing like occupational therapist. That's my day job, a CODA occupational therapy assistant. But um, I've made okay. some transitions in my job and in my position because this is where I'm going. Um, and so I wanted to lay the foundation and the groundwork so I could do that, devote more time to training. Um, I'm over personal training now as well at Frankie's Body Shop, which means I'm there most days and I get my ass handed to me most days <laughs> for extra strength and conditioning. So that's fantastic. I get to spend more hours in the gym training and drilling. Um, this is, like I said, I just wanted, I wanted to set the road work for it. Like, all right, land the bricks. This is where I'm going. Let's head that way. I'm a, I'm a pretty all or nothing and I'm very good at like burning bridges. <laughs> I'm excellent <laughs> at that. Um, <laughs> so um, when I go for something, it is, we burn the boats. This is what we do. We got Mark Laws on the line as well. Mark, what you got for Chris? Man, Christina, the purge, <laughs> bridge burner, Ricker. I like that, man. That's, uh, that's <laughs> You know, Chris Stricker is one of the favorite human beings to ever see. Uh, she always has big a smile on her face. The entire time she's fighting, actually, she has a smile on her face. And it's it's it's, it's lighthearted at times, but she does knock the shit out of people, too. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure how much the smile is deceiving or not. But in her last five versus Megan Poe, uh, this is where what I wanted to ask. Your stand-up looked so much better in that fight. You could really feel like you were moving a lot better. You, you were a lot crisper and compact. And this going into your first Muay Thai fight, do you feel like your striking is, is exponentially better or are you just making improvements every day or how, how's that working with the transition? Um, I'd say I'm probably carrying some of it over um, from my last fight because I was happy with my performance and most of all coaches happier with my performance. So that means we're headed in the right direction. Um, so we're carrying some of the practice over um, and trying to maintain that knowledge. Yes, it is a very slow um, repetition of correct form. Um, so it is a lot of that. Um, being like in the clinch is something new and like breaking from the clinch. What is it? Three seconds. Um, learning all of that and what I can accomplish in that time. Um, that's given while I have the precision or I'm developing the precision. I don't have it. And um, while I'm developing precision, I would also like more speed and power. Um, so that is something that I've really enjoyed getting to play with in this fight camp is having precision, but speed and power at the same time. Makes sense. Absolutely. Well, I'm certainly excited to, uh, to see, to see the next, uh, the next phase in the development, the development of Chris Ricker for sure. Again, she'll be taking on Julia Moore in a, uh, in a Muay Thai fight. Again, it's the first Thai fight for both these ladies that are generally, uh, MMA practitioners. So, uh, I mean, really excited to see how this goes. Uh, Chris, we're going to give you a chance to get some shout outs for their dues, sponsors, teammates, whoever you want to give some love. Have at it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I heard, I had a rumor Jason King was going to be on here tonight. So okay. shout out to Jason King. He's so, next. I don't, I don't know if. Uh, oh yeah! Hey. Yeah, he's next. Persuasion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, always fun to be with my teammates. There's several teammates on the card, so um, biggest shout out is to absolutely KMAA. Like they're, I mean, they're the bread and butter. They're why I'm here, um, and help me hone in on my skills. I have so many teammates that are very specific in drilling and training and are on my ass about things. And I'm very appreciative. You need those people in your life and we don't need passive people. And we have a bunch of aggressive people 
I love it. So thank you, K-May, absolutely. Frankie's Body Shop for kicking my ass every day um, and making me harder and stronger and faster and um, so I can deliver fast precision and strength. And so they're also, um, also number one on my list, if I can have multiple number ones. I have some super awesome sponsors. My clothing sponsor, 75 Clothing. They make all my fight gear and my banners and my t-shirts. They make everything look crisp and clean. And they've got super cute gear. Um, they're veteran run and owned and that I'm all in support of. So I, I really love having them on my team too. So that's it for now. We've not got, I don't have a super long list right now. Yeah, I was going to say, as we grow, though, we're kind of developing some bigger things. So, yeah. Well, once again, we appreciate the time, Christina. This has been Christina Roadhouse Ricker out of Knoxville Martial Arts Academy in Knoxville, Tennessee. She'll be taking on Julia Moore here in a couple of weeks. Valor Fights 51. Be sure to check that out live or on Flow Combat. As always, thanks for the time, Chris. Thanks, Tim. I'll see you soon. Up next on the line, we have professional mixed martial artists representing KMAA and Frankie's Body Shop. It's the Asian Persuasion, Jason King. He'll be returning to action here in just a couple of weeks at Valor Fights 51. He'll be taking on Jonathan Hughes in a welterweight matchup. Jason, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going great. I just got done with the gym and uh, had my last meal for the day and ready to rest up, do it again tomorrow. Very nice, very nice. Uh, you know, we talk to you a lot, uh, you know, you, before pretty much every fight we have you on here. Uh, coming off of a main event that we just had at Valor Fights 50, didn't go the way you wanted to go against James Conway. Had a lot of uh, interesting circumstances to that fight with some weight cut issues uh, with the opponent. And then uh, what was uh, widely acknowledged, I think, is a potentially early stoppage. Uh, talk a little bit about that fight. Talk about, uh, you know, uh, the stoppage a little bit and just kind of how things were going. I want to say before we get into it too much, I want to really applaud you on your obvious wrestling improvements, which, where I've always kind of pegged that as your you're probably your weaker part of your game. You really showed a lot of improvement there. I know that you've been, uh, you know, you went out to California uh, working with a new wrestling coach, uh, uh, Labaranti, and it's uh, it definitely showed. I wanted you to know that. Well, first off, you know, thank you. I appreciate it. I definitely worked. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't want to be billed as a striker anymore. Everybody knows I'm dangerous on the feet. And uh, I, I think it goes, I think Conway at some point is saying he was looking forward to standing and banging with me. And we all see how long that lasted. Um, yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to stand and bang with me. Um, the last person that did it was, I think, like Nick Martino, and that didn't go well for him. So, you know, I, I know I'm a striker. I know I'm a good striker, but I don't want to be considered a striker. I want to be considered a fighter in every aspect of the game. So, if you want to wrestle with me, let's wrestle. You know, I will beat you there too. Uh, that being said, um, my last fight, you know, there was there was a lot going on. Yeah, my opponent missed weight, um, but I don't view that as an excuse for me to lose. Um, I accepted the fight under the different terms and uh, I put myself in bad situations that I was working myself out of just fine. Um, and the fight was stopped early. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not, it, it is, it would be a lie to say that I'm not angry about the way that fight played out. I am. Um, but you know, I can either do two things. I can either sit here and be angry about it and do absolutely nothing with that, or I can just take that as motivation and just get right back in there. Um, as soon as the fight was over, I mean, I was 
in perfectly good health. Um, I was back to strength and conditioning on Monday, training on Monday, helping Vince get ready for his fight. So I've not, I've not stopped fight camp. I just had a weird weight cut in the middle of a fight camp and a very odd sparring round on the, the last Valorant event. Um, you know, I do, I don't feel like James Conway is better than me. Um, I don't, I don't think he's bad by any means. I'm not taking anything away from him. He won. It is what it is. Um, but I do think the fight was stopped early. I do think I have what it takes to beat him. I do think I have what it takes to beat anyone. And I'm just ready to, you know, just jump back in there, do it again. Um, you know, I, I don't mean to sound cocky or arrogant, but I am very confident in my abilities and I'm very confident that, you know, given, given the opportunity that will not happen again. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, the fight is over with Conway. It already happened. It may, you know, if it happens again, or if I get another chance for the title, great. But until then my focus is on John Hughes and, you know, we'll, we'll have fun at, uh, here in a couple of weeks. So let's, let's talk about that. Uh, you know, moving on to, to the, you know, I, I'll attest we were, I was on the uh, phone to Eric uh, Turner, head coach of KMA within, yeah, man, 48 hours, 72 hours of that, of that event, uh, immediately, uh, back to the, back to working on getting booked. Uh, and we, we finally kind of got that uh, officially announced today, actually, I think, or might've been yesterday, but, um, by the time this thing plays, you got John Hughes on, on your plate next coming out of Virginia. He's coming off a win, actually a decision win just about a week and a half ago. Um, talk a little bit about him. This is going to be a different type of opponent. You've got a guy now that's going to be longer and rangier like yourself. Um, you know, I, I don't, again, I don't mean to sound cocky. I don't mean to sound arrogant, but I don't care who my opponent is. You know, it could be John Hughes. It could be James Conway. I don't, I don't care. Um, you know, I've looked at him a little bit, but you know, honestly, it was hard to find video of him. So after about 10 minutes, I just quit. Um, and you know, whatever he comes with is whatever he comes with. Again, I'm not a striker. I'm a fighter. If he wants to stand and bang like everybody says he wants to do, awesome, let's do it. You know, let's put on a show for everybody. That being said, he's not going to. Nobody else does. I mean, it, it'll it'll be a fight. If he wants to take it to the ground, let's go to the ground, big boy. If he wants to, you know, if he wants to stay on the feet, I'm more than comfortable on the feet. Um, more than anything, I just want to fight. You know, I feel like I was robbed of the opportunity to fight. And, you know, of course I want to win. Everybody loves, loves the win. You know, it's, it is obviously what you want out of the fight, but more important than the outcome of the fight is the process. And part of the process is you got to fight. And I feel like I didn't get to fight in my last one. You know, we threw a couple punches. We had a couple of exchanges on the ground. I had had a submission escape and then the fight was over and I don't know why. And, you know, I feel like I've just been building up to a fight for the past, like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 weeks now. So I'm just, you know, I'm just excited to fight. Whether, you know, and I'm thankful that John, you know, agreed to the fight. And, you know, I expect him to put on a good show. I expect myself to put on a good show. And at the end of it all, it's a fight. I get to fight again. And, you know, that's that's the blessing. You know, I, you know, whoever it is, I don't care. You know, after this fight's over, I'm going to be chomping at the bit to go right back at it again. So the next time... Valor or anybody has, has an opportunity for me. I, I'm going to want to go back. I just want the fight. I've got Alan Poole here with me as well. A guy you're familiar with, Alan. What you got for Jason? Hey, what's up, Jason? Um, so I was. Uh, I'm so glad at the last fight uh, that 
after the fight was over that you didn't come over to me and ask my opinion of anything because like this is what's so weird like you i was as close as you can possibly be pretty much i mean I, there's no one really any closer to you guys than, than me when you guys were fighting right and i thought the that the ref <laughs> was right and then right and if you would have come over to me jason i would have been like oh man you know the ref's just looking out for you it's okay <laughs> but then i watched it again and i could have slapped myself because i was like oh my god he was standing up he was clearly standing up and then i got angry so anyway i was just with a little side note i'm so glad that i didn't embarrass myself <laughs> uh, again do i am i angry at the rest of the decision that he made at that moment of course i am but i take ownership for my own actions i put myself in that that spot it's my fault i was in that spot was i getting up yes was i doing the things that was necessary to move forward yes should it have been stopped no but ultimately whose fault is it it's mine it's my fault for getting in there in that position, even if I was getting out of it, you know, why was I even in that position to begin with? So, you know, you know, I, I, I do think your fight was stopped early. Uh, maybe if it was an amateur fight, I could see it a little bit more, you know, being a ref myself, you know, but again, I walked out of that fight without a single bruise. I mean, I walked when, when my uh, what, second fight where I had the 10 second knockout win, I was more sore from that fight than I was this one. Um, I had no injuries from this at all. So do I think the fight was stopped early, especially for a pro fight? Of course I do. Was I getting up in the middle of him stopping the fight? Yes. But ultimately I hold myself to my own highest regard. And, you know, that being said, I am responsible for that loss. I put myself in a bad situation and yeah, I was working out of it, but I should have never been there to begin with. So there's a lesson learned, uh, you know, don't get put in bad positions and, don't rely on the rest to, you know, know that you're okay. You better, you know, you better just, you, you better work faster. So this fight, you know, expect me to come out, come out ready to fight and come out ready to, uh, you know, make sure that the fight stays in my hands, not in the rest, not in the judges, the fight's in my hands. I can uh, assure everyone this is one that they don't want to miss. It's going to be Jason King taking on Jonathan Hughes. Quick turnaround for Jason as he fights here in just about two weeks. Bauer Fights 51 in Johnson City, uh, kind of a homecoming of sorts for Jason, originally from that area. If you can uh, make it out in person, be sure and do that. Otherwise, you can catch it on Flow Combat. Jason, I'm going to give you a, uh, a moment to give some shout-outs where they're due, uh, where people can find you on social media, sponsors, teammates, uh, all that kind of thing. Uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, first off, as far as uh, social media goes, just check me out on Facebook as the Asian Persuasion Jason King um, on Instagram at Asian Persuasion underscore MMA. Thank you, Valor Fights, uh, Tim. You know, thank you for putting me back on the show, you know, right after I was just made of it. You know, I've, I've been with Valor Fights for a very long time and I'm truly blessed to just, just have you guys as, you know, the best promoters that the best promotion that a, a, a fighter up and coming could ask for. Um, I'd like to thank, give a shout out to all my teammates and um, coaches at Knoxville Martial Arts Academy, all my strength and conditioning work and the Frank at um, Frankie's Body Shop, uh, all my sponsors, 7-5 Clothing, Mad Tatter Studios, RDX Sports, uh, Clean Cut Grooming Lounge. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. And ultimately, thank you to anyone and everyone that supported me along the way, whether it's with, you know, just, just, just saying good luck. Just saying, you know, good job, or go get him, you know, Tiger. Whatever you got to say to me. Just, I appreciate the support. I love the fact that this sport does allow, you know, 
people to come together in a way that I don't think a lot of other professional sports do. Um, I feel very connected to my fans and I feel your support whenever you guys are out there. And I hope to see your support here uh, July 21st. Once again, this has been the Asian Persuasion. Jason King, check him out. Follow him on social media. He'll be back in the cage in just a couple of weeks. Thanks for the time, Jason. Thank you. Have a good day. Up next on the line, we have undefeated professional mixed martial artist Aaron Bush joining us. He'll be part of the headline fight for the Valor Fights Heavyweight Championship coming up at Valor Fights 51 here in about two weeks now, July the 21st in Johnson City, Tennessee. He'll be taking on Chandler, the Hammer Cole. Aaron, thanks for the time. Hey, what's up, guys? We appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us, man. Uh, this will be your first time coming down into uh, the Valor region. So before we kind of dive into this fight, I want to give you a chance to kind of uh, give uh, a quick little background, a bio on yourself so our listeners can get familiar with uh, with Aaron Bush. Well, I started training MMA at 15 uh, at a hammer house. So with West End and Mark Holman and Kevin Randleman, Brandon Hinkle. Um, I had my first MMA fight at 16 in Indiana. Uh, I went seven and one uh, as an Ami in Indiana before I turned 18. Uh, I won the Fierce Fight Series, uh, light heavyweight title, uh, all before I turned 18. And then once I turned 18, um, I went five and one as an Ami in Ohio. Uh, all my wins are in the first round. My only loss was a decision uh, for a title fight. And then uh, I'm undefeated as a pro. Uh, three first-round victories, one decision. Uh, I kind of – decision was by choice. I kind of wanted to punish this guy. But that's – uh, I'm pretty well-rounded. I, I don't consider my uh, – myself a wrestler a lot of people say i am but i consider myself a mixed martial artist i kind of do it all so you said you, you uh, got your start you got your start at the uh, at the hammer house there with a bunch of you know legends essentially uh is that still where are you still training with those guys have you have you moved your training on elsewhere no i, I no longer train uh with those guys uh i mean coleman obviously retired uh randleman obviously passed away uh i me and Wes, uh, Wes doesn't really do MMA anymore. He does boxing. He does like a youth boxing program. Uh, he's doing like great things for the community here in our city. Um, I talked to Adam DeSabato, uh, still, and, uh, every now and then I, I try to link up with him. We haven't linked up in a long time, but, uh, I train with Team Chaos now. Um, I kind of nomad around a lot too. I train with, uh, Mike Strouser, he's one of my boxing coaches. Uh, trained with Jason Riley every now and then. He's a strike force vet. He fought. He's beat two UFC guys, beat Bellator guys. He fought Daniel Cormier. He fought Tim Sylvia. So I, uh, I trained with a bunch of killers. 
Well, you've got uh, a big one coming up here, uh, your first professional title fight. Uh, so uh, it'll be a five-rounder coming up here as the main event uh, at Valor 51. It should be available on Flow Combat for uh, your fans back in Ohio to, to, to watch. Uh, talk a little bit about this matchup with Chandler Cole. Uh, two very similar records when it comes to amateurs and pros. Uh, I think he was right around the realm of – uh, you know, man, don't quote me, but he's like 10 and 0 or 11 and 0 amateur. He's three and one, you're four and 0 as a pro. So you're, uh, you're, you're the numbers. It's very, very close. Uh, talk a little bit about the matchup and, uh, what can we, what we can expect? Um, I think like you said, we're both pretty similar fighters. Uh, I've been doing MMA a lot longer. You know, he's a wrestler. Uh, he's wrestling for a long time, but. I've been doing mixed martial arts for the past decade. So I think I just, I think I put everything together a little bit better than he does. Um, I, think, I think I'm a little bit better everywhere. I think, I think uh, I have a huge advantage on the feet. Um, I think, I think I got an advantage wrestling. I think I have, a, I definitely have a, I guess, jujitsu uh, advantage. I know I don't show it a lot in my fights. But that's just because I'm mean. I like to I like to hit people. Once again, this has been Aaron Bush. He will be part of the main event, Valor 551, coming up July the 21st in Johnson City, Tennessee. He'll be going for the vacant Valor Fights Professional Heavyweight Championship against Chandler the Hammer Cole. You can catch that on Flow Combat or live in person. Get your tickets at events.com for that one. Thanks so much for the time, Aaron. All right, that does it for our slate of interviews and another episode of the Valor Hour. Thanks, as always, to our sponsors at Ogle, Elrod, and Barrill. Let them turn your wreck into a check at wreckintoacheck.com. Thanks so much to all of our guests tonight. Jason King, Christina Ricker, Aaron Bush, and Cole Farrell, all coming up in action on Valor Fights 51 on July 21st. And thanks, as always, to my co-host, Ed Cap and our guest host tonight, Mark Laws and Alan Poole. For those guys, I am signing off from episode number 70. This has been Tim Loy, Valor Hour. See y'all next week. Gang, gang. For more information on upcoming events, visit ValorFights.com or find them at Valor Fights on both Facebook and Twitter. This has been the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. This is a cannabis podcast powered by Truly. Quick fix on radio influence. You know, I've been around opioids my whole life, and I've always found a way to stay away from them. Like, I've seen opioids kill people. I've seen a teammate of mine take 30 Vicodin before, you know, and while he was drinking. He's dead now, but that's what he was doing. You know, the people that are still fighting against marijuana, it's, it's getting to be an old argument. and. Do you guys ever talk about how government is still opposed to marijuana? It's all, it's money. We all, we all know that. It's still the government getting money. The lobbyists out there are still, because they still, people that are selling opioids still have to make all their billions of dollars. That, is that something you guys even ever discuss? We do. Um, it was a big issue because we had previously uh, talked about having the flower in the state. Mm-hmm. And uh, we recently had it approved mm-hmm. by a judge. 
and then the governor had appealed it. Mm -hmm. So that set us, you know, what we thought we were 10 steps ahead, just sent us 10 steps back because the flower does hold potential. Sure. uh, Along with the oils Mm -hmm. themselves. The Cannabis Podcast, powered by TrueLeaf, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.